Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Mesechus Psachim has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Shlomo Naiman, Le'iloi Nishmas, Harav Yaakov Ben Matisyahu. Psachim Daf Kuf Gimel. The Gemara is trying to figure out what the proper seder of Yayin Kiddush Ner Havdola is when Yom Tevizchal Achra Shabbos. The Rashbam points out that the Gemara does not make any mention of the din of Besamim. Says the Rashbam on the bottom of Kuvbeis Mabeis, Lefishe'ein Mevarchen Ala Besamim B'Yom Tev Shari Gam B'Yom Tev Yeshlon Neshama Yaseiru K'Shabbos. There is no bracha of Besamim when Yom Tev comes right after Shabbos because in Yom Tev we also have a Neshama Yaseiru. Toysfis. In Dibra Maschal Rav Amr Yakna says, Umashe'en Maskir Besom Pirush Rashbam, the Tamba Somisham Ibud Nishami Yaseru, Yamtaf Dami Ikan Nishami Yaseru. Asks, Toysif is a very simple question, Vikosha, Dim Kembe Moitsai Yamtaf, am I like to Kinu Besomim? If you tell me that on Yamtaf we also have an Nishami Yaseru, so why don't we see that there's a Takana of Besomim when it's Motsa Yamtaf going into Choyl? Then we should have Besomim to appease the Nishami Yaseru, Vay of the Nefesh. So Toysfis disagrees with the Rashbam. They say Lekach near the Yamtif Lekin Neshama Yisera. Toysfis holds there is no Neshama Yisera on Yamtif, and the reason why we don't say Besamim when Yamtif follows Shabbos is because Simchas Yamtif Vachil Vishtiyah Moyel Kamoy Besamim. In order to comfort the person because he lost his Neshama Yisera, it's enough to have the Simchas Yamtif and Achil Vishtiyah that takes the place of Besamim. However, the Rashbam holds that there is. And we have to ask Toysis this question. Why then, according to the Rashbam, don't we have Besamim on a regular Yomtif? Now the Ran gives a terence as to why we don't say Besamim, and that is because it's only when you're going from Shabbos to Choyl. Shabbos is a Menucha Shlema. You have total Menucha even from Aleches Eichel Nefesh. And when the person goes from a Menucha Shlema to Amal Gadol, to Yemei Choyl, where he has complete Belacha, then he needs Anuchas Nefesh with Besamim. However, when you go from Yomtif, which you actually do Malacha, there's Malachas Eichel Nefesh that's Mutter on Yomtif. When you go from Yomtif to Choyl, there's less of a change from your Malacha like you have by Shabbos. You're only going from some bit of Malacha to Amal Gadol. Then you don't need the same Hanachas Nefesh like you do on Shabbos. So that's also the reason why when you go from Shabbos to Yomtif, when there's not such an extreme and drastic change, you're going from total bit of Malacha to also Bittal Malacha, just not Bittal of O Malacha, it's not going to an Amal Gadol, then you don't need the Menucha Sanefesh that you need on a regular Shabbos. And this Svara also appears in the Chuvah Saraj, Bechel Gimel, Simon Reish Tzadik. He says, V'yesh Mepharshim Nisham Yaseira, Tahainu HaMenucha V'ha'oinik, Shanefesh Moitza B'Shabbos, Ki'ilu Hi Nisham Yaseira. A person experiences Menucha and Oinik as if, Ki'ilu Hi Nisham Yaseira, Uchshe'oivra Mimenu V'nichtas V'mea Torech V'ha'inoi, Ki'ilu Av the person becomes weakened because he passes from a time of Menucha to a time of Amal and Torech and Inuit. And he says, It's only Shabbos that the person feels a total rest, and he's not passing from total rest to total terch ve'inoi. That's when the person needs v'samim. But when he goes from yomtev to choyl, it's not the same level of change. That definitely does not seem to be, though, what the Rashbam means. The Rashbam says that there is a neshama yaseira on yomtev. This seems to be 
a big machloikis. The Shal's Jewish Radvaz Chiluk Beisim and Tafreishchov. He says very clearly that Ein Hashem Yisera Biyomtiv. Although the Sharizera asks on him in Beitz Daf Tezayin Amaral from the Zera Kodesh. The Zera says in the Rai Mehemne Parshas Tzav Daf Chav Tes Amid Aleph and in Parshas Pinchas Reish Mem Beis Amid Beis that there is a Nishama Yisera on Yomtiv. So this is a big problem. Toysvis tells us that there is no Nisham Yisair B'yomtiv. The Rashbam says there is. It seems that the Zarakar says that there is a Nisham Yisair. Uh, the Beneshchai tries to be Miyashiv the question by saying in his Pirish, the Tikkun Zayar, Daf Beis, he says that there is no Nisham Yisair B'yomtiv. There's a Ha'ara Noisefes, some extra Ha'ara that the Nishama is Mekabal on Yomtiv, and that's considered like a Nisham Yisair. He says the same ha'ara you get during the Musaf on Rishchidish and Chalamoid as well. In the Shail Zachuvah's Kiryas Chana David, in Simon Nun Aleph, he wants to be Miyashiv the Rashbam as follows. He says that there's a chilik between Yomtif that follows Shabbos and a regular Yomtif. Einachanami on a regular Yomtif, you don't have to summon after Yomtif because there is no Nishami Yisir on Yomtif. In our sugya, where the Rashbam says that there's no besamim when you go from Shabbos to Yomtif, because, says the Rashbam, there is the Nisham Yisera on Yomtif, he means to say that when Yomtif follows Shabbos, the Nisham Yisera stays with the person. However, that terence does not work well with what we just quoted from the Zerah, Kodeshin, Parshas Tzav, and Parshas Pinchas. There, there's no distinction between Yomtif that follows Shabbos and Yomtif that follows the day of Chol. Furthermore, according to his terrace, it should come out that Einach we don't make uh, the Bracham B'Samim when you go from Shabbos to Yom Tif because the Neshama Yisera stays with the person, but it should come out that when a person leaves Yom Tif that followed Shabbos, and Matzah Yom Tif, you should then have to have B'Samim because then the Neshama Yisera is going to leave the person. So if we are to understand that the Rashbam, when he says that there is a Neshama Yisera on Yom Tif, is coming from the Zerah Kaddish, which says clearly that there's a Neshama Yisera on Yom Tif, then we have to understand how how does the Rashbam answer Taisus's question? Taisus asks that if there's an Hashem Yisera on Yom Tif, then why is it that normally when you leave a Yom Tif, you don't have to have the summon? So this question we can answer based on the Amunah B'Tachin, which is Miyuchas to the Ramban, in Perakhof Aleph, and this is quoted by the Sefer Shem Shmuel in numerous places, including in Shavuos Tafresh Pei Aleph, that is on page Kufchav Zayin, uh, he says, the Ramban, or the Miyuchas Ramban, it's uh, pretty clear that it's not the Ramban, but the Emunah B'Tachin says that although the Nishami Yaseira leaves a person after Shabbos, the Nishami Yaseira that joins a person during Yom Tif does not leave the person. The Shemishmul explains over there, B'Shem's father, the Avni Nezer, that the reason for this difference is because Shabbos is Kviya Vikaima, it's above the Tfisa of a person. It's not dependent on Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael are not Mekadesh, the Shabbos. Shabbos is Kviya Vikaima, meaning that it is set, it is steady, and it's not like it is dependent on us to be Mekadeshit. Therefore, when Mitzoy Shabbos uh, comes, so we leave the dimension of Shabbos, which is a totally higher dimension, and we lose the Neshama Yisera. Mashenkin by Yomtev, he says that Bezdin is Mikadashit, and therefore we have a Tfisa in it. It's something that's Shaykh to us, it's something that's generated through human intervention. Since we're the ones that bring it about, it's Shaykh to our world, and we don't lose the Neshama Yisera, and the Kedusha of Yomtev remains with us after the Yomtev. The Gemara brings down several shittas explaining what the order should be when a person is making Avdallah when Shabbos goes into Yomtif. The first variable, of course, is whether Kiddush should come before Avdallah or Avdallah should come before Kiddush. And that is Machlekes Rav Shmuel. 
After that, we have other variables, which is, number one, where should we put the bracha of ner? There are some shittas that hold that ner should be the first one because your nanatechila, other shittas hold ner should be situated in between Havdalah and Kiddush. It's not right to have Havdalah next to Kiddush. And another variable is Yayin. When we should have the bracha on Yayin? Should it be in the beginning like it ordinarily is? Should we, for various reasons, be ma'achret like the Gemara and the Rashbam explains at each step? We have to ask, though, the following question. In the Gemara, it says, Shalach le'avud Shmuel l'Rebbe, ilamdenu Rabbeinu, Seder Avdolah Seich. Shalach le'kach, Amr Rabbi Shmuel bar Rabbi Yossi, Shamr Shem Aviv, Shamr Shem Rishu ben Chananya, Ner Havdolah Yayin Kiddush. So the order of Rabbi Shub and Chananya is that you first say Ner, then Havdalah. So Havdalah comes before Kiddush, and Yayin is inserted in between Havdalah and Kiddush. Says Rabbi Chanina, Moshul der Rabbi Shub and Chananya le-melech she-yoytzei va-afarchus nichnes melavenes ha-melech va-achach yoytzim likras afarchus. The Afarchus is somebody who's on a lower level than the Melech. Now, in the Melech, you want to be Malava the Melech. First, you deal with being Malava the Melech, escorting him out of the city. And then the Afarchus, the person who's an official who is on a lower level, he comes in and then you give him his attention. And it seems what he's trying to say is that that's the reason why you should first have Abdullah. Shabbos is of a greater Kedusha, and therefore your first Malava Shabbos out. After Shabbos leaves, then you bring in Yomta, which is on a lower level. The question is, though, that this wasn't the first time that we heard a Shita that held that Havdalah comes before Kiddush. Right in the beginning of the Gemara, we had the Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. Rav said, Yayin Kiddush, Ner Havdalah, so Kiddush comes before Havdalah. Shmuel says, Yayin Ner Havdalah Kiddush, which means that he holds that Havdalah comes before Kiddush. And the Rashbam back there on the Sheet of Shmuel actually brings down the Moshe that the Gemara later says, according to Rabbi ben Hananya, that Havdalah should be before Kiddush because of this Moshe. So why does the Gemara wait to give this Moshe until the Sheet of Rabbi ben Hananya? We could have said it right away when we introduced Sheet of Shmuel. In the Agoyis of Blazer Moshe Horovitz, he asks this question, and he explains that there's a difference between Shita Shmuel and the Shita of Rabbi Hananya. Because according to Shmuel, we understand that since the bracha on Yayin comes before both Avdallah and Kiddush, we understand that since we're being misadr, Kiddush and Havdalah, over the same Kais Yayin, it makes sense, according to this Shita, to first have Havdalah and then Yayin, because the Havdalah is escorting Shabbos out, and the Kiddush is welcoming Yamtif in. When you're using the same Shar, the same gate to the city, then it's Pashit that you first escort the king out, and only then you make way for this Afarchus. However, in Rabbi Yeshua Bar-Hananya's version, what happens is that you're not really using the same shire, the same gate, because the Havdalah doesn't involve the Birkis Hayayin, because according to him, the Birkis Hayayin comes after Havdalah. Since according to him, the Birkis Hayayin is after Havdalah, and as the Rashbam explains, Iker Havdalah, they were not Mesachin al so Havdalah does precede the Kiddush, but it's not being done through the same shar, so to speak. So you still need to add to the mushal. Because we have to know that even when they're not coming through the same shar, they're not, you're not using the same means to generate both the Havdullah and the Kiddush, you're first escorting the Melech out through one means, through one shar, which in our case is not the Birk Sayyayin, it is standing on its own, it's after the Birk Saner, and then afterwards you're using a different means, a different shar, which is the Yayin, to bring in the Yomtif, you still need to give attention first to the Melech and then afterwards to the Afarchis. 
The Gemara relates that Rabbi Yankip bar Abba went to visit Rava. And he saw that Rava was making a bracha, Akasa Kama, on the first kais. Now that would seem to be the kais of Kiddush. And afterwards, when it came to Birksa Mazen, he made another Baripriagafen on the kais of Birksa Mazen. Be'ishti. Amalei, he said to him, Lamalach Kulihai, why must you make a bracha on the kais of Birksa Mazen? You already made a bracha one time. So he answered him, This is what we used to do when we were in the Beirish Galusa. He said to him, I understand in the Beirish Galusa, when the person is having a suda by the Beirish Galusa, he has to make a new bracha when he gets a kais after the first kais. The suffix maisilon, suffix loy maisilon. One is never sure if he's going to get another kais. There's machlokes Rashbam and Toisfis if that means that they were not sure that they were going to get a kais after Birksam Mazin, or even the kais shabesoychasuda. The Toisfis brings down a dermaschalayhaviyadisu that he understands from the Rashbam that he learns that they weren't even sure if they're going to get uh, yain in the middle of the suda. And Toisfis argues in that. He he says, no, the, of course you get Yain in the middle of the Suda in the base Reish Galusa. However, you don't know if you're going to get to drink from the Kaisa Brik Samazin. In any case, that's the justification for having to make a new bracha when you're in the Bay Reish Galusa. But hacha over here, Hamanach Kasakaman. We know you have a Kaisa in front of you, and your Das is on that Kaisa because you have a Kaisa set up for Brik Samazin and you plan on drinking it. So why would you have to make a new bracha at the end of benching when you drink the Kaisa Shal Brik Samazin? Now, what's confusing about this Gemara is that in our Gemara you see that the uncertainty that a person has when he's in the Bay Reish Galusa, he's a guest by the Reish Galusa, it makes it that any kois that is brought in front of him is seen like a surprise, and since he wasn't expecting it, he has to make a new bracha. However, from the Gemara and Brachas, it would seem the exact opposite. Over there, the Gemara is mashma that the dependency that a person has on the Rei Reish Kalusa would generate a p'tur from making a Bracha. The Gemara says over there as follows. They went to visit the Reish Kalusa's house. After the taco, which is the plate or the table that had the food for the Suda on it, was removed, so the Suda seemingly was over. They sent them to Rava and Rabzeira some delicacies or d'oeuvres from the Beirish Kalusa for them to, I suppose, have some sort of dessert. Rava achil, Rabzeira loy achil. Rava ate and Rabzeira did not eat. In the sugya over there, it's mavur that once you take away the table, once the table is cleared, it's understood that the suda is over, and now you cannot continue eating until you say berksamazan, like Rashi explains over there. Rava answered anan ataka the We are being saimech on the plate or the table of the reish galusa, meaning to say, although we did have the intention to now say berksamazan by taking away the table. Nevertheless, our das is that if we get something sent to us by the Beirish Kalusa, then of course our intention is that we're going to continue eating. So you see that a person is totally mevatel his das to his host, and especially the Reish Kalusa.
So why then in our sugya do we find out that when a person is in the Beirish Galusa and there is wine that's given to him at the end of the Suda or according to the Rashbam in the middle of the Suda, why would he have to make a new bracha? He didn't know whether the Reish Galusa is going to send him wine, but it doesn't make a difference because he's totally dependent on the Reish Galusa. So whatever the Reish Galusa decides, that should be Kaveya in Hilchus Brachas and it should not depend on whether the person was aware that it's going to come or not. So I believe we can answer this question based on a fundamental understanding in the difference between the halacha, that when a person is in the middle of a suda and the suda is not yet over, that the person need not make a bracha on anything that is brought in front of him, and the din, that when a person starts drinking yayin, and later on more yayin is brought in front of him, that he doesn't have to make a bracha on that new cup of wine. When a person drinks a cup of wine and he makes a very priyagafen on it, if his intention is that later he will drink yayin, the reason he doesn't have to afterwards make a new bracha on the yayin that they bring in front of him is because the birkas bayer priyagafen that he originally made goes on the yayin that he drinks now and the yayin that he drinks later. It is not because of the rule that the Gemara says in brachas, the Mishnah says in Perkets Mavarchim, kol show ikr ve'imoy tfeila mevarach ala ikr that means that you, there is a rule in Hilchas Brachas that when a person makes a bracha on something that is his primary achila, something else that is bottle to that thing, that's tuffle to it, is potter because it's considered a chilek of the thing that he's eating now. So if a person is eating something very salty and he needs to uh, eat together with it something to weaken the taste of that salty thing. He makes a bracha on the salty thing because that's his ikar intention. And the thing that's, that, that helps him, like a cracker together with a very salty piece of fish, the cracker is something that he does not have to make a bracha on because his intention is to eat the fish and the cracker is tuffle. That is a rule called kol shu ikar ve'imaytfeila In our case, that is not the rule that's operative because it's not as if the wine that he drinks later is tuffle to the wine that he's drinking now. Rather, a person has the right to make a bracha on this cup of wine if he has intention to drink wine later so then his bracha patters both the cup that he's drinking now and the cup that he's drinking later. If a person is in the middle of a suda and he already made hamoitzi, why is it that later on when he eats a piece of chicken an hour later he doesn't have to make a bracha on that piece of chicken? There, all he made was a birkas hamoitzi. The chicken is not a piece of bread. It's because the chicken is a chilek of the suda. And the rule that's operative there is the rule that we mentioned. The chicken becomes bottle to the suda. Since it's part of the suda, he doesn't have to make a new bracha because it's all included in the original birkas hamoitzi that he made. So there's a difference between the first case where I made a bracha, a bariprayagafen, the original bracha patters both now the drinking that I'm doing now and it patters the drinking that I do later. In the case of the chicken, the bracha of the moitzi goes on the bread, which is the ikar hasuda. Anything else that's part of the suda is tuffled to the suda and doesn't need a bracha. And this is the way Rashi explains this din on Dafmem Aleph in Brachas. So to sum up the difference, a second glass of wine doesn't need a new bracha because it has the bracha that you made before. A piece of chicken doesn't need a bracha because it's part of the suda. And the suda had a bracha before. But not that the bracha that you made before goes on the piece of chicken. Rather, it doesn't need a bracha because it's bottled to the suda.
Once we understand this distinction, we can come back and answer our kasha. In the Gemara in Brachis, that Membez that we mentioned, Rava and Rabzeira were sitting in the Beirish Kalusa, and they finished their Suda, the taco was taken away, the table was cleared. That is generally speaking, a simon, it's a symbol that the Suda is over. However, Rav explained to Rabzeira that since our host is the Reish Kalusa, we're dependent on the Reish Kalusa, and our intention really is that our Suda is not finished until he decides that it's over. So if he sends us more food, if he sends us a piece of chicken, that piece of chicken is automatically incorporated into the Suda. It's also part of the Suda. Masha'enken in our Gemara, we're dealing with a Birkas Boy Priyagofen, whether the original Boy Priyagofen goes on the Kais of after the Suda or not. As we explained, the second kais can only become putter from a bracha if the person, when he made the original bracha, had an intention to drink later. Because the din that it doesn't need a bracha is not because it's bottled to a suda, rather because your original bracha was going both on the first kais and on the last kais. In order for your original bracha to patter both the first kais and the last kais, you need that the person's intention when he made the bracha is to patter both kaises. So in the case of the Gemara and Brachis, I don't need that my original Hamoitzi should be going in my mind on everything that I'm going to later eat. On every piece of chicken, I don't know the menu that he's going to serve. All I know is that I'm making a bracha on the Suda. Whatever he decides is going to be a chiluk of that Suda is gepatered from a bracha. But that's only because the later menu, as we explained, is patered from a bracha based on its being tuffle to the Suda. However, that is not the case by two cups of wine. Two cups of wine are not putter. The second kais is not putter because it's tuffle to the first kais. Rather, it's putter because it has the original bracha. Now, in order to have the original bracha, you have to have a positive das going on the second kais, just like you have a positive das on the first kais. So even if you're in the house of the Reish Kalusa and you have no idea whether the Reish Kalusa is going to give you a second kais or not, since you're lacking the positive das, you don't know if he's going to bring it or not, you don't have the positive das knowing that he's going to bring me a second kais, so you don't have the intention to patter the second kais when you make the original bracha. By the piece of chicken in the Gemara and brachas, it's the opposite. You don't have to have the positive das, you just have to be lacking a negative das. And you are lacking a negative das because you're dependent on the Reish Galusa, whatever he decides. So this would answer our question. It happens to be that the Dvar Shmuel asks our question, and he gives a different teretz. And there's going to be a big nafkamina la'alacha between our teretz and the Dvar Shmuel's teretz. Dvar Shmuel says that the only difference between our Gemara and the Gemara over there is that over there, the Reish Galusa's intention all along was to send them this extra portion. Masha'enkin, in our sugya, the Reish Galusa himself was not 100% sure l'chatchilo, what is going to be later. The Reish Galusa, it's not like he had a idea that each person is going to get a cup of wine. So he says that when a person is soymech on the Reish Galusa, then it has to be that his das is whatever the Reish Galusa has in his mind at that moment. And if the Reish Galusa himself didn't, when he made the bracha have in mind that he's going to get the portion later, then it doesn't patter. So according to our pshat, even if the Reish Galusa L'Chatchila did not have the intention, L'Chatchila, when you made the Birkas HaMoitzi to send you the portion of chicken later, it makes no difference. Because all you need is that the Reish Galusa makes a decision that this should become part of your meal. And you're open to that. Masha'en Kain, according to the Dvar Shmuel, you need to have that the Reish Galusa's intention originally was to send them the mona, the chicken that, the, that he sent them later, whatever the hors d'oeuvres were, and that's because 
he understands that your original intention is that you're dependent on the Reish Galusa, and however he determines, however he decides the Suda should look, that's what your intention was, Bishas, when you make the Bracha. After rejecting the Dimyan to the Bei Reish Galusa in our Gemara, the Gemara says that the reason why you have to make a new Bracha on a kais of Birkas Hamazen is because as soon as a person says, Havlon Venivrich, you no longer have the tour of your original Bracha. The Gemara brings down a story that happened with Talmidei de Rav. And the rule is, says Rav, Kivin Damrisu, Havlon Venivrich, as soon as you say, let's bench Itzer Lechula Mishti, it becomes usher for you to drink. My timer das chisu daitaychu. You are mesiach das as soon as you said havlon venivrich. According to Rashi and the Rashbam, what this means is that the person once he says havlon venivrich, he's involved in berksamazin, and it's usher for him to eat until he says berksamazin. It's not like he could eat and make a bracha on the food. The riff holds that it doesn't become usher. It's just that since he was already mesiach das, he has to make a new bracha if he wants to eat something new. The Rabbeinu Yoyna holds that since it you didn't have yet siluk like we learned earlier that you have to remove the table in order to become usher to continue your suda. It's not usher for you to eat and this is specifically a din l'gabishtia. That's why it says itzer l'chul l'mishti. So what asers a person to eat is clearing the table. Until that happens, even if he said havlam v'nivrach, he's still allowed to eat, but he's not allowed to drink. Now that third sheet of the Rebbeinu Yoyna needs explanation because at least according to Rashi and Rashbam and the Shittas Arif, we can understand that Havlon Venivrich is like Birks Muzzin, as we will soon explain, which is a Hesachadas. Once it's a Hesachadas, it's considered like the Suda is over. The only difference between Rashi and the Rif is that according to Rashi, once the Suda is over and he said Havlon Venivrich, there's a Chiv of Birks Muzzin immediately and you're not allowed to partake of any Suda until you actually say Birks Muzzin. Mashenkin, according to the Rif, it may be a Hesachadas, but you don't have a Chiv to say Birks Muzzin. So since there's a Hesachadas, you need a new Bracha. According to the Rebbeinu Yoyna, we have to understand, either it's a Hetzchadas or it's not. If it's a Hetzchadas, then you should be uh, to make a new bracha even on Achila. If it's not Hetzchadas, then why L'Gabi do you have to make a new bracha? However, in light of what we explained earlier, to be miyashiv the steer between the two sugyas, the sugya here and the sugya in Brachas, we can explain the Rebbeinu Yoyna as follows. Lo'olam, he holds that the Hetzchadas that happens with Havlon Vinivrach is not a Hetzchadas from your Suda, it's only Hetzchadas from your Bracha. And as we already explained, there's a difference between the Achila that a person is allowed to eat without a Bracha because something is a part of his Suda and the Shtia that a person is allowed to drink when he's drinking a second glass of wine, not because it's a part of your Suda, but because it has the original Bracha. So if we say Havlan Venivrich is a Hesachadas from your Bracha, then the Rebbeinu Yoyna is beautiful. There's a Hesachadas from your Bracha. In order to have a tour for a new glass of wine, you need it to be considered a Chelik of the original Bracha. They're such that the original bracha went on the first glass of wine and also on this glass of wine. Once you have Eschadas from that bracha, you no longer are connected to the bracha from before. Masha'en Kain, the Gabi Yinyani Achila, you don't have to be connected to the bracha, you just have to make sure that it's a part of your Suda, as we explained before. So if you learn that Havlon Venivrich is not Eschadas from your Suda, we understand their Benu Yoyna. 
Now, in order to understand properly how Havlan Venivruch functions as a Hesachadas, we need to analyze a Gemara and Chulan Daf Peivav Mebeis Peizayin Amidalef. Over there, the Mishnah has a Machloikis, the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanakama says that if a person shechts a hundred Chayis in one place, he does one Kisoy for all of them, which means that a Chaya needs Kisoy Adam. After you shecht, you have to cover the dam with Afar. You can take Afar and cover all of the dam at once. Meya Oifes B'Makam Echad Chaya and an Oif. So if you shecht a hundred oifes, kisi echad lekulon. Chayav oif b'makam echad, kisi echad lekulon. So that's a Tanakama shiter. Behuda Omer shechet chaya yichasena v'achikach yishcheres oif. First, after shechting the chaya, he should cover its dam, and then afterwards he should shecht the oif. The Gemara then says, Amr Abchanina moida hayer Behuda leinyan bracha sheinu mevarach ala bracha achas. So Behuda is moida legabi the din of bracha that if a person makes a bracha ala shechita, the bracha ala shechita goes on the shechita, both of the chaya and the oif, even though he had to stop in the middle and cover the dam of the chaya, and at that moment he wasn't able to shecht the oif. And the Gemara asks from our Gemara, why is it that Talmide de Rav, we learned in our sugya, that Rav told them that as soon as he, as they say Havlam Venivrich, they have to stop eating. And so too, by the virtue of the fact that you are Chayev to do Kisoy on the Chaya, you should now not be allowed to Shecht the Oif without making a new Bracha. The Gemara answers by saying, Hachi Hashta, Hasam Mishta Ubruche Bahadi Atadi Loi Efsher. It's impossible to drink and make a Bracha at the same time. So the decision to say Birksamozin is automatically a Hesachadas from the Indian of Shtia. But hacha, in the case of a kisi adam, efshed the shachit bechada or mechasi bechada. It's possible to shecht with one hand and to do kisi adam with the other hand. Toisvis over there in the Baramaschal Mishta Ubruche Bahadi Adadi Lai Efsher brings down the Rabbeinu Yomtif, who extracts from that Gemara the Halacha that if a person decided to daven in the middle of his Suda, he cannot continue his Suda without a new Bracha. And as a matter of fact, he holds, like the Shita of Rashi and Rashbam, that he would be Mechuyev now to say Berksamozen, then to wash again and make a new Berksamoitzi, because he cannot base his Achila from this point on as being part of the old Suda. The old Suda is over. And obviously that is because the Rabbeinu Yantav understands the Gemara over there to be saying that it is the actual inability to eat that causes the Hesachadas. Since since it's impossible to drink and make a bracha at the same time, you're doing an activity that makes it impossible to drink. That in and of itself is a Hesachadas. So since it's impossible to daven and eat or daven and drink at the same time, davening in the middle of the Suda constitutes a Hesachadas. Toysvis over there argues on the Rabbeinu Yomtiv because Toysvis understands that the Gemara does not mean to say that your inability to eat now is a Siba, is a reason in and of itself for us to say that you are Messiah Das. Rather, you have to do something which inherently is called a Hesachadas. When a person makes a decision to bench, to say Berksamazin, that in and of itself is called a Gemar for the Suda. And so too, when a person covers the dam, that is also considered a gemar to the shechita, as the Rishonim say over there in Chulin, that kisi hadam is a gemar to the shechita. It's just that whenever you have something which in and of itself is a gemar, yet you still can theoretically continue doing what you were doing before, such as in the case of Kisi Adam, where you could, even though you're involved in a gemar to the shechita, you could also be shechting at the same time, you don't have a Hesachadas. But when it comes to Suda, since it's impossible 
to drink and make a bracha at the same time, we do attach significance to the birksa mazin. But what is the gemar? The gemar is not the very fact that you cannot eat. The gemar is birksa mazin. Birksa mazin is inherently a gemar. Anytime you have a gemar, which still during that gemar, it's possible to continue the old activity, so we don't look at the gemar as being a complete gemar. So the machlokes that Taisvis is having with Rabbeinu Yomtif is whether the svara that the gemar says of mishto bruche bahadi adadi, the fact that you can't drink and make a bracha at the same time, is that a siba in and of itself for Hesachadas? Or is the siba the actual birksa mazin or the kisoy? It's just that a simen to determine whether that gemar is a complete gemar or not is whether you're forced to cease your old activity or not. Therefore, says Toisvis, tefillah is not inherently a gemar. There's no reason why tefillah in the middle of a suda should be seen as a Conclusion to my Suda. There's nothing about Tfila that says that I'm stopping my Suda. Therefore, even if during the Tfila I cannot eat, it doesn't mean necessarily that I'm being Messiah Das for my Suda. So according to Rabbeinu Yomtif, it means I'm a Messiah Das for my Suda because he understands that it's a Siba in and of itself. Anytime you're doing something that you cannot continue your Suda, that's called a Hesachadas. It's a Siba unto itself. So so to Tefillah, it's also considered a Hesachadas. But according to Taisvis, the Hesachadas comes from something that is inherently a Gemar, and Tefillah is not inherently a Gemar. There is a third sheet on the Rishayim, and that is the Maram Chalava over here in our Sugya, as well as Rabbeinu David and the Ramban and the Mulchamas, they are of the opinion that indeed the Svara of Mishto Bruchei Bahadi Adadi is a Siba. It's a reason why you would have to make a new Bracha because it's a Heschadas based on the fact that you can't do both things at the same time. Not like Toysfis who holds that it's only a Simen. Nevertheless, they are in agreement with Toysfis that Tefillah would not be considered a hefzik, even though Tefillah is something that you cannot do achila while you're doing it. And that is because they hold that although what makes your suda end and what makes you be mechuyiv to make a new bracha is the fact that it's impossible right now to be eating, that impossibility has to stem from something that you're mechuyiv to do. The Lashon of the Maram Chalava is V'nimtzenu l'meidim d'loi have a hefzik ela hefzik mechuyiv it has to be a hefsik that it's mechuyiv that you have to do, and its man is achshav b'seichasuda. Udeloi efshalomevet tervayu vasachas. You can't do them at the same time. Bein havi gemar, bein loy havi gemar. Gemar is not the point. It doesn't have to be something that is seen as an inherent conclusion of your suda. Even if Birkis Muslim was not a conclusion of the Suda, since it's something that you must do at some point during the Suda, and it's something that you cannot eat while you're doing it, that's called stopping your Suda. Masha'en kein tefillah, tefillah is not really something that you have to do now. You could do it before, you could do it after the Suda. So even if you choose to do it now, it's not something that is considered a hefzik. So basically we have three shittas. According to the Rabbeinu Yomtif, anything that you cannot eat while you're doing is considered a hefzik, even tefillah. According to Toysvitz, it has to be something that's inherently a gemar, like Birksa Mazen, provided that it's something that you cannot do achila while you're doing it. And according to the these Rishonim, the Ramban and the Ramaram Chalava, the Rabbeinu David, it has to be something that you cannot eat while you're doing it, but it has to be something that you're mechuyiv to do now. 
The Rashbam in Debar Maschal Asr Lechulamishti says that although Birk Zamazin is considered a hefsik, nevertheless, you don't have to say a bracha achroina on the yayin before saying Birk Zamazin. Lefi says the Rashbam, Shebirk Zamazin poitrasai, because Birk Zamazin patters you for the yayin. The hashta achas mein shalish sagilu, we know that the real bracha that we usually make after yayin is bracha achas mein shalish. We say al hagefen, which is a synopsis of Birk Zamazin. So Birk Samozin definitely should work. He says it's a kol shikane. Toysfis an Omid Aleph, Dibar Maschal Anna, says that there's no kol shikane. Because we see in the Gemara in Brachas, that Mem Aleph Mebeis, Dvarim HaBoyim Shaloi Machmas HaSuuda, Acher HaSuuda, which Toysfis explains to mean that prior to Birk Samozin, there would be a practice of eating things that are not but Machmas HaSuuda. It's like a dessert. Those things, it says there, need a bracha lifname or lachrehim. So you can't bring a kol shikane from the fact that uh, it helps to make a bracha that for sure Birk Samozin helps. Because you see by those things that since they're not Ba Machmas Asuda, you make a Bracha Achaz Me'in Shalish and they're not kipatered from the Birk Samozin. Lezer Moshe Horowitz answers very simply that it's true that Dvarm Haboim Shaloi Machmas Asuda you cannot pat them with the bricks of Muslim. That's because those things are not Zion. They're not soya. They don't fill a person up. The Gemara says in Brach, the beginning of the sixth parak, that it's soya and it has a certain quality that it fills a person up. Since it fills a person up, it's similar enough to Muslim that you make a bricks of Muslim on. And even though ordinarily you don't make a bricks of Muslim on Yayin, you yoytze with a brachach's main shalish, but certainly if you made a bricks of Muslim on it, it could patter the Yayin. Taisvis themselves argue on the Rashbam and they say that the reason why you don't have to make a bracha after the yayin and you could patter with the birksa mozin is not because of the kol shikane, since you could be patter with the bracha achzmein shalosh, certainly you could patter it with birksa mozin, like Taisvis asks. Rather, Taisvis explains that yayin is in the category of dvarim haboim machmas asuda, since it's something that usually accompanies asuda, so it's not like dvarim haboim shaloi machmas asuda that you have to patter them with the bracha achzmein shalosh. It has a din of dvar abo machmas asuda and therefore it's a cheluk of asuda and you could patter with the Birksa Mazen. On the Gemara that says over here that once a person says Havlon, Vinivrich, then that's considered like he's finished his Suda and it's also for him to drink. Taisvis asks that the Gemara says in Perk Shlosh Shachlu, the Gemara brings a story that happened with Yanai HaMelech. Yanai HaMelech conducted a Suda and since he had killed out all the Chachamim, he didn't have anybody to make a bracha for him to be Moitzim with Birksa Mazen. So Yanni says to his wife, who is going to bring us somebody that can make a bracha for us? Now she happened to have been the sister of Shimon ben Shetach, who was in hiding. And she said, you have to promise me that you won't do anything to him if I bring him. In the end, when Shimon ben Shetach came, he said, how should I make a bracha? I didn't need anything. I should make a bracha. I should thank Hashem that uh, Yane and his friends ate from his food. So he drank the kais that they gave him, and he gave him another kais, and he made a bracha. Now Toysvis here asks that how was it possible for him to be mitztarif to them for their zimun? The din is that you can't be mitztarif to a zimun when the other people already finished their suda. And since in our suya we learned that Havlan v'nivrach means that you finished your suda, and the lashon that was used by Yanni over there was, who is going to come? Man, yoivlon gavra, 
That's like Havlon Venivrich. So the Suda was over. How was Shimon ben Shetach able to be mitzarif to the Suda? So Toysvis answers that Einachanami, this was Shimon ben Shetach's das yachid as the Gemara's mavur anyway over there, that Shimon ben Shetach ligarmeuda of it because generally speaking you cannot be mitzarif to a Zimun if all you had was a Kais Yayin. And Shimon ben Shetach was willing to do that even though all he had was a Kais Yayin. The Rajba over there in Brachas, Dabam Chesim Ben Aleph, answers Taisa's Kasha by saying that even though he said, who is going to say Berk Samozim for us, it wasn't like a Havlon Venivra, because he wasn't coming to say, I'm finished by Sudan, I want a bench now. He was just asking if we better think about uh, somebody who's going to say Berk Samozim for us when the time comes. Of course, Lafidah Rabbeinu Yoyna that we mentioned earlier, that the din of Havlan Venivrich only precludes Shtia from now on, but the Suda is not considered finished, and you're allowed to continue eating, then there's no kasha from that Gemara. And indeed, the Gero in Semen Kofayin Tess actually paskins like the Rabbeinu Yoyna based on this Gemara. The Gemara says that Rav Ashi held that less hilsa ketalmide de Rav. We mentioned earlier that in the story of Talmide de Rav, it was paskind that as soon as you say Havlan Venivrich, that's already considered a hefsik in Itzer Lechu Lemishti. What's Rav Ashi's raya? The Hayomtiv Shechalias Achra Shabbos. Our whole sugya about Yomtif that came after Shabbos. And the halacha is Rav Paskin that you say Yayin Kiddush Ner Havdolah. You start out with the Birkas Bari Priyagofen and then you're Mafsik with Kiddush Ner and Havdolah and you don't see that we tell you to make another Bari Priyagofen even though you are Mafsik after the Kiddush. So who Huadin, if a person makes a Bari Priyagofen on Kiddush, he's not Mechuyiv after Birkasam Mozen to make another Birkas Bari Priyagofen because we don't look at the Birkasam Mozen as being a Hefzik. So the Rishbam in essence is saying that from the fact that we weren't Mechaev you to make another Birkis Bari after the Havdalah on the same Kais shows us that we don't consider the Havdalah to be a Hefzik and this, therefore the same thing would hold true when you have two Kaisis one for Kiddush in the beginning and then one for Birkis Amazon you don't have to make another Birkis Bari on the second Kais Toysvis in Dibar Maschal the Ka'amar says that is an impossibility we, because on the same Kais Ech Yevarech Pa'amayim Bari Al Kais Echad So it can't be that the Gemara is proving from the fact that you don't make a second Birkas Bari Priyagofen. We never would imagine making another Birkas Bari Priyagofen. Toysvis learns differently. Toysvis learns that the Gemara's Raya is from the fact that they weren't misakin to say the Bari Priyagofen all the way at the end. Because if indeed there is a hefsik in between the Bari Priyagofen and the Shtia, then it would make sense for them to have a misakin saying the Bari Priyagofen all the way at the end. According to the Rashbam, though, the Raya is from the fact that we didn't say a second Bari Priyagofen. And the question is, like Tysus asks, how can we imagine that we would say two times the Bari Priyagofen on the same kais? Now, theoretically, to be miyash of the Rashbam, we could say that all he means when he says, what he means is that we're really proving from the fact that they weren't misakin two kaisis. One for Kiddush and one for Avdallah. However, that's not really mashma in the Lashon of the Rashbam. Because Lashon Rashbam is, It sounds like only now, in the Nimshel, that we're trying to prove to, there we're talking about two Kasi. But in the case that he's talking about, and he's suggesting that we should say twice, he's not talking about a suggestion of possibly saying the two times on two separate Kasi. You only introduces the idea of Trey Kasi later. So how could we be miyashiv the Rashbam from Taisa's question? Taisa is right. 
the second bracha would be a bracha of atol. You already said a bari pregafen on this kois. How could you have on the same exact kois saying twice bari pregafen? The Dvar Shmuel says a very important yisoy to answer this question. He says that the bari pregafen of Kiddush is not a birkas hanenin. This isn't considered b- making two bari pregafens on the same kois. You never say two bari pregafens on the same kois when we are dealing with birkas hanenin. Once you pottered the kois and it's mutter to drink it based on one bracha, so the second bracha would be a bracha of Atala. However, the Birkas Boi Priyagofen of Kiddush is not a Birkas Anenin. It's part of the Nusach of Kiddush, and it's part of what makes your Kiddush Al HaKois. It's not enough to hold the Kois and say the words of Kiddush. You have to say a Boi Priyagofen with the Nusach of Kiddush. And therefore, there would have been a half a minute to say that you should say Boi Priyagofen twice, one for the Kiddush, and then later, after you say the Havdalah, you would have to say another Boi Priyagofen. Because since there was a Hefzik, there's no way to be matter the Shtia of the Kais unless you now say Bar Priyagofen. The Gemara then goes and answers Rav Ashi by saying that there's no Raya from this din of Yakna. Because says the Gemara, In the case of Yom Tov Shechali Yisachar Shabbos, you say Yain Kiddush Ner Havdallah, the person's intention the entire time was to drink. He was never Oiker Das from the drinking. Masha Enkein, the person who said Birk Samazin, he already was Oiker Das from drinking. The Rashbam brings down a girsa and he says not to be gurus like that girsa. He says, There are some that had the girsa, then instead of just stopping after saying that the person had das to drink, he, the Gemara added another tam, which is that the entire seder of Yain Kiddush Ner Avdallah is like one long bracha. Says the Rashbam, that's a ribu loshin shloi l'tzoruchu shekvar pirush time a yafa. Mishem bloi akar We already explained ourselves. You don't have to continue by saying that it's one long bracha. The fact that the entire time you had das to drink is enough. And the truth is that the Gemara's Havamin is very strange because the uh, it was clear all along that the reason why we said that you have to make a new bracha is because it was impossible to drink during the time as soon as the person said Havlam the Nivrich you're not allowed to drink and he was Mesiach Das Mashenkin over here he had intentions what was the Gemara's Havamin. So the Rishonim that we mentioned earlier, the Ramban, the Rabbeinu David, the Ram Chalava, they all explain what the Gemara's Havamin was and they are goyris, like the Girs the Rashbam says, not to be goyris. Because if you'll remember, there was a machloikis between the Rabbeinu Yomtif and Toisfis and these Rishonim, how to understand what the Gemara in Chulin says, Mishta Uvruche Bahadi Adadi Efsha, that you're not allowed to drink and make the bracha at the same time. According to the Rabbeinu Yomtif and these Rishonim, we explained the fact that you cannot drink while you're saying Birk Samozin is in and of itself a Siba why we say that you're Masih Das. You cannot continue after Birk Samozin drinking without a bracha based on your original bracha because you were in a state where it was impossible for you to drink and that in and of itself is a to facilitate Hesachadas. Of course, according to those Rishonim, it has to be an inability to drink that was offset by something that you're mechuyiv, but we know that it was all based on the fact that you were not capable of drinking during that time. According to Toisfis, that wasn't the pshat. The reason why you're considered as having been Mesir Das is not because of your inability to drink. Rather, it's because it's inherently a gemar. Something that's inherently a gemar, as long as it has the tenai, that you're not capable of drinking during that gemar, then we say that it's a real hesachadas. So say the Ramban and the Ramchalava and the Rabbeinu David, over here also, in the case where 
person said Yayin Kiddush Ner Havdala, at the moment that the person is saying Kiddush, even though he already said the Brik Sayayin, but he's doing something which during that activity he's not capable of drinking. And it's something that he's mechuyiv to do now. So the Kiddush, you can answer by saying it's no different than any other Kiddush. Every time a person makes Kiddush, so after the brick is Bari Pragafen, he says Kiddush. And we don't find you have to say another Bari Pragafen, because that's part of the Seder. But when it's Yantosh Chali Yisachar Shabbos, there's something else that you do. You say Havdalah, and Havdalah is also something that you have to be doing now. And during the Avdol, you're not capable of drinking. So it's very clear what the Gemara's Raya was from the case of Yakna. The Gemara was saying that since over there we see that you're not Mechuyiv to go and make another Birkis Priyagofen afterwards, even though during the time that you were saying Avdol, you were not able to drink, I don't care that it was your Das the entire time to drink. And still, it was impossible for you to drink. And ne- nevertheless, we don't tell you to make another Birkis Priyagofen. So who Adin? Birkis Amazin. Adds the Gemara Anutam. And that's why they're goyrus, these words in the Gemara. The Gemara adds the, the svara that kulu chada birchsa richtaninu. It's all one long bracha. Since it's all one long bracha, it's different than the case where you first said Kiddush before the Suda, and then you said Birchsa Muslim after the Suda. Then we see the Birchsa Muslim as being a hefsi because it was impossible to drink while you were saying Birchsa Muslim. But over here, since it's kulu chada birchsa ninu, it's one elongated bracha, then we don't look at it as a hefsi, and that's why the Gemara had to add that time. So the Rashbam may have learned like Toysfis in Chulin, who says that it's not really because of your inability to drink, rather it's something that's a Gemar, and if you understand that it's something that's a Gemar, then it's clear why over here you can't bring a Raya. It's because you're, you're planning on drinking the entire time. There was no Gemar. It wasn't inherently a Gemar when you said Avdola. As you were saying Avdola, you were planning on drinking afterwards. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. We need your help to continue our mission. To find out about dedication opportunities, visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.